It's season nine for Talking About You with Estra, a car accident advocate and activist, bringing you new titles and topics and guests. Estra believes in standing up for auto insurance policyholders, fair auto insurance settlements, full pay from employer ERISA plans, Social Security disability for insured, not Wall Street greedy, and protections against harassment and intimidation and abuse from police. Let's get started with our topics today. Talking about you with Estra, Season 9, Episode 8. And yesterday on 7, I accidentally said number 8. So malicious harassment is Episode number 8 for Season 9. Welcome today for another discussion about improving the quality of life after a car wreck. Yesterday, we started a new topic for the week, which is self-esteem and malicious harassment. Today, we are going to talk about the other half of the topic, malicious harassment. Ready to do some chatting right now? EstrasCarWreckHelp.com and Estra's radio show on Block Talk Radio Chat lines are now open. Flex those fingers and get typing. Talking about you with Estra is about you. So let's get right into the malicious behavior. Have you been silent? Have you been the silent type, usually not ready to share with others the awful things done to you? The YouTube movement is changing that in a way to allow us to express our experiences. Yes, the abuse endured in life after a car accident is real. This is not the time to hide the harassment and intimidation faced at the hands of auto insurance companies, ERISA employers, Social Security, police, or anyone else performing these atrocious acts. Why? Because these behaviors are unacceptable. Let me say that again, because sometimes when we're being abused, we think it's normal or we accept it because of low self-esteem. But let me tell you right now here that because this behavior is not acceptable, okay, these behaviors are not acceptable. What are they? They're atrocious acts, okay? One thing the YouTube movement has taught us is that the wealth And power does not give anyone, not anyone, the excuse to hurt others. Do you agree? Then share your truth and your harm. You may be surprised by how many others share the same circumstances. So how does this malicious behavior start? Often when filing an auto insurance claim, ERISA employer claim, or a Social Security claim, Once this action is taken, someone in these organizations make a decision on how to proceed on a claim. Okay, so first of all, it doesn't mean that the whole organization believes in the way in which these things are done. Some people work for, I don't know, it's just like you have people in computers who they call, I don't like these terms, the white hackers and the black hackers, because I'm black, and sometimes a lot of things are just thrown on black as, as a color just to be derogatory, okay? So I just kind of don't like those. But I want to, you to understand the comparison of what they're saying or what I'm trying to say. And what I'm trying to say is that some people just get hired from uh, inside other companies 
and do things that they shouldn't do. And sometimes their employers don't know about what they're doing. And in my opinion, sometimes they do. So that's the point I'm trying to to make on that, that maybe not all of these organizations follow those uh, malicious behavior acts as appropriate. Maybe they don't know about them. Maybe they think this person who works for them is great and this other person is doing other things on the side. So you just have to know that not all people are going to do the right things, even if they appear that they're doing the right things. But in my opinion, these companies are responsible for their employees. So if their employers are working both sides of the coin, they need to do something about it. Okay. Once this action is taken, someone in these organizations makes the decision on how to proceed on the claim. Now, personally, I believe if these organizations want to be honest and fair, most would do the right thing for their insured. They know that most people in America are living paycheck to paycheck. How many people can survive a serious collision? What are they going to do? What happens when it's a money thing? Some may not do the right thing. Have you noticed when well-publicized car accident happens, most of these corporations pay up? Why? In my opinion, it's because you, you are watching them. You know what happened, and you know they should pay the benefits or the settlements. So if they don't, you typically will not consider them being a viable insurer to protect you, right? To protect you and take your dollars elsewhere. So they pay. However, when it's an an unknown person such as you or I with few or no resources, often control and power is used in a way that they see fit. Will they or won't they pay out benefits and settlements? That's a choice only they can make. Understand why insurance civil rights legislation is so important. Should the people who pay be the ones to make the decision? In my opinion, not necessarily. What kind of reputation do they have when they're with their policyholders, right? Because <clears throat> a lot of times policyholders know what kind of organizations or companies these are. Most don't speak up because they feel like they're the big guys. I'm a little guy, okay? But like I say over and over again, Little guys on top of little guys on top of little guys, not like on top literally, okay, just next to standing up for the rights of policyholders is a lot bigger than you think against these companies. So you have to join in and make sure that we can change how things are working. Do more view them as fair and a just company? If you do, then, you know, people are going to say, hey, that's a great company. How do poor people fare in revolving resolving disagreements regarding settlements? You know, these are the questions. Let me say that again. What kind of reputation do they have with their policyholders? Do more view them as fair and a just company? How do poor people fare in resolving disagreements regarding settlements? Because I'll tell you one thing. If they're treating the poor people in their uh, insured policies, who have their insurance policies well, they're more than likely treating other people. And why do I say that? Because most of the time other people have more resources to go against them if things don't go their way. But more importantly, do poor people feel as if they have a voice in this discussion? Do they feel as if when they go to their insurance 
company that they say, hey, I'm going to listen to what this person has to say. Or no, they can't really do anything, or I don't really care, or we need to do this or that. You know, that that, that happens. But how often do you also see your insurance commissioners taking up for the causes of the needy? Needy in the sense when justice does not prevail. Where do they stand? What do they do? Are those big buildings that say insurance companies in Olympia and in Washington State, are they there to, to protect the insurance companies? If justice cannot be found for the least of us, we are becoming a society for the wealthy and privileged. This opens the doors wide for those who make those injured and poor victims with the number of people who fail in this category, whether they like it or not. In other words, you might not think you're poor today. You might just be injured and you say, I'm not poor. Well, first of all, most people, the majority of people in America are. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, that says right there you're missing something, okay? So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, put yourself in that category because all you have to do is miss one paycheck and then more problems are going to be coming your way, okay? With the number of people who fall in this category, whether what, liking it or not, brings a great deal of harm physically from the lack of care, emotionally because of the difficulty for standing up for personal rights, and financially because there is no money from month to month while injured for many. Therefore, malicious harassment often plays often places people in harm's way purposely. Did you hear that? Let me say that again. Excuse me, I don't know why I keep getting these frogs here. Therefore, malicious behavior or harassment often places people in harm's way purposely. And far too many injured just ride the tide of humiliation and despair. Did you hear that? I've got to, I have to read that whole thing again. Malicious harassment often places people in harm's way purposely. And far too many injured just ride the tide of humiliation and despair. Don't you be one of them. Today, however, I challenge you to seek a new way of dealing with malicious harassment and abuse. You know why? Because you shouldn't take that crap. Malicious harassment is a strategy to take advantage of those with low self-esteem. You got it? They've already pegged you. If they're doing malicious harassment against you, they've pegged you with low self-esteem. They've pegged you with few resources and a lack of knowledge to protect self from those abusive behaviors with those with power and resources. Some, or even most people today, do not have it available to them, right? So in other words, they've got the money, they've got the power, they've got the resources, they know you don't feel good about yourself. They know these things, and they take advantage of it. By making your life harder, the hope is that you will become discouraged, stop fighting for your rights, and just plain give up. Is that you? Is that you? Don't give up. Never give up. Never give in. Keep on fighting. Does that mean you always win? I always tell you that. No. I wish it were that the right people always won. Because if the, if it was the case, then this would be a whole different world, wouldn't it? 
but that's not how it is. But you still have to stand up for what you believe in and fight for those things. Not, you're not just fighting for you in this case. You are fighting for anyone involved in a collision who lives paycheck to paycheck, who the insurance companies or employers or Social Security or an endless list of organizations or individuals are not treating fairly. For example, often an online smear campaign is started with millions of false links and accusations and really derogatory and sexually explicit things can be thrown out there in an attempt to destroy your credibility. Would they do that? <laughs> yeah, they would. Well, guess what? You have a choice to show the online community who you are and what you stand for and let them make the decision. Okay, you you cannot prevent the actions of others. Recognize they have an agenda and move on. Don't stop. Document their behaviors. So what kind of actions are malicious harassments? Just to name a few here. Retaliation tactics due to exposing the nature of their actions. For example, are most of your activities online blocked? So in other words, you go to use the Internet and almost everything you do is either delayed, slowed, you can't get it, it says it's not available, uh, you try to do even your own sites and they're blocking those and adding things into your code and you've always got to watch things. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So, for example, are most of the activities online blocked? How? Whom? Why? And these are all good questions. If you ask these organizations, will they admit their behaviors? Not likely. Because they know this type of harassment is wrong, in my opinion, and this will change your what? Perception of them, right? They're concerned with your perception of them. And more think that you're likely not to choose to do business with them if you know that that's their true character, right? So that is another thing to consider. And frankly, I view this as a good thing. And why? Because there are better companies who will treat you better and use your resources fairly and justly. So that's why you have to pay close attention, not only on how they treat you, but how they're treating other people. We need to be accountable when we make these giant companies. Let me say that again because we usually don't, we think we're just a little small in, entity. And that's why I say us as a group make a large, we're, we're, we've got great power and in, in, in resources ourselves when we put it together. But what I want to repeat this is that we need to be accountable when we, who makes them? We make these giant companies. Oftentimes, small businesses go away, especially right now, and power is shifted to these Wall Street companies who may care little about you personally. Okay? That little small business down the street that probably had half the inventory that some of these other companies had was interested in you, wanting to make sure that you're satisfied, getting to know you, getting to know your family, wanting to be a part of the community. But now those communities are drying up. Why? Because we are choosing the big Wall Street companies. And what are they doing? They're choosing themselves. So you got to decide who you're going to you can you can support both if you want or either or I mean these are your choices, 
but you need to recognize what happens when small businesses go away. It, it changes a community. So it's important to really know. And they don't necessarily always work out. In your Actually, they may not be your best advocate or even close. So you might want to keep that in mind the next time you decide to make a purchase. However, from my perspective, which I think I talk about a little bit further down, is that right now there's so few companies, you don't have a whole lot of choices. So that's an issue. We need to start again holding on to the small businesses that are still here and rebuild the ones that have left. Okay. So we need to be accountable when we make these giant companies because oftentimes, what, small businesses go away and a power, the power is shifted to Wall Street and they may care a little, they may care little about you. Eventually, we will wake up to an uncaring giant entity with only a bottom line with their own interest at heart, and that's what I've been trying to summarize there. So don't be surprised if you find lies, derogatory items, and just downright intimidation links with your name, address, phone number, and anything else they can create in an attempt to demoralize you and those who know you. All right, so when you have somebody like that, is that really somebody you want to support? Someone who's trying to demoralize insurance? Why? Will they let you know their, their dark side? Nah. And that's how come we need to share information because we know who they are. And when we begin to make it a block of these are the companies that treats us well, these are the companies that don't, I assure you we'll start moving the money and that will get their attention. Okay. So what's the most important thing you must do? Do not attach your self-esteem or self-worth to their tactics. I've got to say that again. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not attach your self-esteem and self-worth to their tactics. Remember, this is their garbage, not yours. If people want to know who you are, let them ask you. Let them ask you. This shows what you cannot, this shows what you cannot always believe when you see online. So you see a lot of things, people say stuff online, I don't know, everybody's got this great creative mind at times. Personally, I like the Walter Conkright type news where the facts were presented and then you made up your mind. So when, when Walter Conkright said X, Y, and Z, we knew fact was X, Y, and Z, and then we could put whatever we wanted as our opinion on either side. But at least we got the real news. Today, I can't say we always get the real news. And I think part of this is because the news is no longer run uh, by organizations that are just interested in uh, the news. They're more inter interested in entertainment. And why? Because entertainment actually brings in more money. But it does nothing to help us to make good decisions. And so that's why you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to decide that. Today the influence is, uh, is made up by what one thinks, like, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, instead of viewing how Americans are being treated as a whole, right? So it's not that you're one of these little bitty things, Republican, Democrat, Independent, something else, okay? You are an American, right? And you should be treated as such and treated whole and be able to be treated with respect and, and dignity. And that means all of us. In previous generations, we knew who we were. 
not not like a, just a bunch of people talking about something but taking no actions. Many Americans are dying because nothing is happening in so many areas. And to me, that's a tragedy. Okay, So what I'm saying is we need to stop believing in these little subsets that people are creating for you to hop into. Don't hop into those subsets. You're not a subset American. You're American. You know right and you know wrong. You know people when people are treating right and when people are treating wrong. We know when kids are dying in schools because of gun violence. We're, we're, not, we're not dumb. We're not dumb at all. We know when we see racism. It's alive and well. We know we don't have to support those things. We know that we should support insured civil rights legislation because it it chooses to protect all Americans and have them receive the benefits and settlements that they deserve. So we know what we're dealing with. Okay, we 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 don't have to be fool. We can just we can go out there and, and maybe we don't know who's telling the truth about what. But if we see a dead child, we know it's a dead child, and we know something happened to that child. Okay, so we, we can break up the facts from the fiction if we choose to. And I'm telling you, it's time for us to do that. Let's not be played on one side or another. And for what? And for whom? We have better decisions to make, and we have a better life to lead for all of us. Okay, and it, like I said, in previous generations, we knew who we were. You know, it wasn't just a bunch of talk, no action. In America... Congress acted. They did something. Did they do the stuff all the time? No. Maybe we'll have this new Congress get in there and really change the way things go. But they did do something, and many Americans weren't dying for them in most cases. Now, another thing I want to add just before I go back um, is about third-party companies now, they're, to me, we're moving back to like the 60s where consumers didn't have much control on how business was done, right? Well, you'd go in here and Mr. So-and-so, because it usually wasn't Mrs. So-and-so, right, uh, would say, yes, I can do this for you, or no, I can't do this for you, or, or, or I don't have it, but I really do, I just don't want to sell it to you. Whatever the game was, or I want to charge you five times as much as what it's really worth, you know, those kind of games coming back. You know, that's that's a problem with these third-party companies and why they're not being investigated, I have no idea. They need to be investigated. They're doing some things that, uh, you know, are holding us as Americans back. And nobody's talking about it. Why? I suspect Wall Street has uh, something, you know, behind it, but we'll see. Somebody's going to start talking about these third companies and how they're making their money in strange ways. And and then trying to make it appear acceptable. All right. But I'll go on from there because that's not the malicious hack. I mean, to me, it's malicious when you abuse people in any form, in any way. But the third parties, is just something that's just, somebody needs to really get in and delve into what's really going on with that. But malicious public harassment, uh, which is different than the online uh, malicious harassment, includes following you around to every location keeping track of every item purchased, right, so they know when you're uh, then purchasing them before you need them again, right? So, darn, you just ran out of soap. You're going to go to the, your local store. You get to the local store. You look for your local brand, 
and boom, it's gone. There's nothing there. Now, you've been going to that store for seven years, and you've never walked in that store, and it's all gone. Okay, and it's not like there's, you know, an earthquake or some disaster where everybody bought them out. It's just all of a sudden, it's your time to need it, and they've just made sure it's not available. Okay, it doesn't mean that you should give up when they do that kind of crazy stuff. There are other options, and you can do other things. Just keep going, but recognize that's kind of the malicious public harassment that they do on a regular basis. So, uh Find ways to stopping them from the item from being available. Sometimes they do, and when they do that, just switch, switch doors, switch items, just switch. Find something else you're satisfied with. When they start doing it with that item, switch to another. Just keep switching, right? It's it's it feels like an inconvenience, but it's better than giving up and letting them be able to take what they think they can away from you. And by the way, for public harassment, this is only the beginning. Talking about an endless list, this is it. What do you really know about these high-profile companies, though, that are doing the malicious harassment publicly or, or publicly or online? What do you know? Do you just pay attention to their advertisements? I look great in this advertisement. You know, what do you give? You give, do you just give your resources to anyone? You might want to evaluate which companies you frequently visit. And like I said, are these companies are shrinking. All you're seeing a lot of times are far too many franchises, right, and uh, far too many small businesses now. They're just going out of business in record norm, numbers. And who's talking about it? Can you go down your street, just say any street in an, any town or any city in USA, have you noticed the number of places for lease that are open? Take a look. We really need to evaluate how we're doing business in America and if we are paying close attention to our values or Wall Street's or someone else's. What do you want America to look like? What do you want America to act, want America to act like? Think about it. Malicious harassment, in my opinion, is a method to get all of us to conform. I need to repeat that again. Malicious harassment, in my opinion, is a method to get all of us to conform. Conform and still call us the land of the free? But are we? Or are we being controlled more than communist countries? <gasps> yes, I said it. Are we con being controlled? How are we being pushed? How are we being forced? Are we thinking? Ask yourself, what am I doing and why? Am I being shamed into action? Is my self-worth being challenged to move me in a certain direction? Is malicious harassment and intimidation keeping me quiet? You have choices. Make them. Again, let malicious harassers keep their garbage. Choose to follow your own personal light. Your self-esteem and self-worth have nothing to do with them. Their bottom line is to give false illusions. Again, follow your own heart. Right? you got to follow your own heart. You get lost sometimes if you don't. Seems like it's easier to follow somebody else's, but I disagree. You have to follow your own. Do not fall into someone else's expectations of where the life you have should go after an injury or a life fall, okay? 
which means, you know, many things can happen. Personal injury is only one of them. You know, that's another endless list. That's why you have to follow your own heart. Listen to it. Understand your actions and feelings. When being one with self, right, I have to repeat that again, when being one with self, self-esteem will build confidence and the guide and guide you on your way, right? On your way, in your way, down your path. Okay? Self-esteem can combat malicious harassment, whether that's online, whether that's in public. More importantly, self-esteem keeps your focus on what matters and your living life your way. Okay, you've got to do that. Now, the Esther's seventh awareness tip is this. Malicious harassment creates intimidation in order to force certain behaviors or actions. You, however, have to stay on your own path. Don't walk on theirs. It defeats your own purpose. Okay, so, so walk your way. Don't walk on theirs. Now, on Monday, we define what self-esteem looks like from a personal perspective. Today, we've talked about malicious harassment behaviors by those attempting to use abusive powers to define and manipulate your actions. Tomorrow, we'll talk about how you choose your reactions to individuals and companies. And on Thursday, we'll explore how you feel about yourself and why. And lastly, on Friday... We'll talk about protecting yourself from malicious harassment. By the way, you know all malicious behavior attacks are not vicious, right? Some are kind. They say kill them with kindness. I think killing hopefully goes too far for these people. But I'm saying that a lot of times people will try to harm you through being kind. So we'll talk about both of those. I don't want you to think it's just, you know, the guy with horns, you can see him coming. No, sometimes people are kind and they can be even worse than the other kind. So we'll make sure we speak up that on Friday. But when you speak up, so will others. And methods of exploitation, intimidation, and harassment will be known by those who can and often will become victims of these tactics. Okay. So now you know what malicious harassment is. And if you can relate to it, hit hashtag malicious harassment, I can relate. <laughs> We could just start from something just that simple on on Twitter. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Instagram. You could just do it on estruscarverickhelp.com. There's just just put it out there. Malicious harassment, right? All right. So talking about you with Esther, me, I am an advocate for those dealing with insurance company, employers, social security, police, or anyone else dealing with your car collision concerns. And also remember, Estra's 219-220 car accident planner is like having a friend to help protect and share ideas along with caring about the outcome of your insurance claim. So be, listen, be sure to listen to those. Those are out from last week. You can listen to them individually, or if you have time, you can just listen to them all on Saturday's program. So they're available on podcasts wherever you listen in. So until tomorrow... Watch out for drivers who are not paying attention or those working against those who do. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>